0: welcome to probate weekly and one of the things that come up from time to time is either a do you have some lost long lost relative who has some assets you could benefit from or B if you're in a probate you need to document who the heirs are or should be and one of the people that do that is Michael Zwick who's the inheritance investigator And I've used him and using him as a customer, uh, using him as an administrator, uh, helping us, and also as far as developing leads. So I'm really excited to share with you, Michael Michael Zwick. Michael, welcome to our call.
1: Great to be here, Bill.
0: I feel like you and I are passing in that you live in Orlando, right? Right. you were in Israel, so you're coming back. And I flew from LA, and I'm in South Florida right now so we cross paths or something so
1: yeah they were kind of just missing each other
0: (laughs) thank God thank God we're here yes so let's talk a little bit about it the basic business inheritance investigation what's the bread and butter case that you work with on a daily basis
1: um so it's really a matter there's no one typical case but uh generally speaking uh you know our work is finding people who have money coming to them uh and in the context of probates we deal with cases where they're missing heirs, where uh there's an estate and the ex- sometimes it's the executor who's already starting the estate for example we got a call yesterday from an attorney in Philadelphia he was the court appointed guardian for uh, an individual who just passed away and uh after she got sick and incapacitated both of her daughters passed away she held on for a few more years and so her will which left I to your daughter is basically was worthless and uh meanwhile uh, nobody knows the family or nobody knew the family we are looking for them they say it's worth about five million dollars including her house and we're looking for there so that they can get their inheritance uh then we also deal with uh people you know bill you know you work working on a case uh um other people who are real estate investors or realtors who identify a house where they want to buy the house or or their client wants to buy a house and the owners have passed away or the owners passed away and they want to find the heir so that they can make a deal without it um so that's finding errors is not something that most executors or no offense bill uh realtors or brokers know how to do uh so yeah. we're kind of stepping in to fill that to fill that void and bring bring the parties to the table so that they can make a deal um and everybody hopefully walks away happy
0: well and so let's take the second case for a second I think most realtors can do a little bit of it poorly Mm -hmm. like anything else if you want something done well you find experts who do that day in day out at a high level
1: right that's that's what we do um I started my professional career as, as a as an attorney but I'm a private investigator licensed and bonded as and I have staff that you know, part of what we do is finding people. That's just what we do.
0: And so while we all have access to certain free resources online, my experience is most of those are just designed to upsell me to a service that I'm not gonna use regularly. But as professional, you have access to those and other more professional resources that help you leverage your time and effort and be more successful ultimately.
1: Right. So part of it is having those tools, having uh, access to certain databases that frankly cost us a good amount of money and that require uh, screening to show that we uh, have licenses that we're using it for the proper purposes and stuff like that. Uh, we actually are moving our, our, our main office this week and we have to have a site inspection. They one of the, the uh, vendors that we use to get data on people. Uh, is going to send somebody out there to make sure that we have a secure location. Um, but it, it's all—it's not just having those tools, it's also having the experience of, of knowing where to look. There are plenty of free resources out there. Uh, I'm not talking about the just Googling, I'm talking about uh, public records like land records, um, census records, stuff like that. They are free, but it's a matter of knowing, knowing where to look and, and how to look at them.
0: And then another aspect of it is, you can find somebody but getting them to want to work with you can be a challenge so i have a case where i made i reached out i could get them to work with me you were able to reach out to them and help them understand the opportunity of these assets and as a result we were able to get the property listed get an escrow and where i could dare to work and get it closed
1: right right so we part part of the what well, let me back so I'm just a little tired from jet lag from my trip um we've long said in our in our uh, company that the biggest competition we have is not another company it's skepticism it you know we're calling people and saying hey great news we've located money for you inheritance for you. Um, in exchange for a percentage, we'll tell you, you know, where it is and we'll and we'll get it for you. Uh and we understand that people are going to be skeptical about that, uh, which is why we have uh invested over time a lot into the image that we present. Uh part of it is having positive um PR. Um, we've been mentioned and, and quoted and featured in various articles, including um the Washington Post, Detroit Free Press. Uh, some other major publications. So when we when we send something to, uh, you know, to a potential client, we're going to send them a glossy reprint of one of those articles. That's hopefully to say, well, if the Washington Post did an article about them, they must be a credible company. You know, we make sure to tout our uh, licenses, the fact that we're we're bonded, the fact that we have a a plus rating with Better Business Bureau. Um, we, we not that we're a household brand, but we present a very credible uh um fronts or not front, but a very credible uh brand to people when they hear from us um and you know our, our people who have been with us most of our team has been with us for at least 10 years so they they've seen it in terms of the uh questions people have the skepticism people have and, and how to answer those things and to win their trust
0: you know it it sounds so much easier than it is I literally had a conversation with somebody today and i was explaining how we found a property we knew there were two heirs we knew there's a third that passed which was your client as well mm-hmm. and then we needed to find who the heirs were to the deceased heir and we identified who that was the other people did and then you went about the process of getting the deceased heirs heirs to agree to the process right. which was basically to be recipients of this asset and somebody said to me well what's so hard about that you're calling them and telling them we found that you're entitled to I don't dollars who's not going to say yes to that and the answer is it's not that simple
1: right so you know uh i chuckle that you know, we get uh like everybody else emails from nigerian uh princes and people f- who have uh money that they want us to handle for them stuff like that we get those too and <laughs> you know they're they're all scams uh we we left there's one time we had a case in our office where we found money for a guy who actually was in nigeria and we joked that when we called him he would say, oh, great, just some other, another American guy calling me, telling me I have money coming to me. <laughs> so, uh, but it, it's it's uh, probably people are, you know, hearing of scams all the time, uh, whether it's social media, whether it's Bernie Madoff, whatever the case might be. And uh, people are, like I said, they're skeptical. So it's not just a matter of calling and saying, uh, you know, hey, we got money for you, because they hear that all the time.
0: And so for those of you listening, this is really, I think, one of the learning opportunities to realize that just because you find an error who's entitled to money doesn't mean they're gonna send you flowers, thank you, hug you, kiss you, and sign whatever paperwork they need to. It's not like that at all. Because there's increasingly disconnection of people. We're all separate pieces in a database now. We're not in communities, we don't know people who know people. And there's so many scams going on all the time, and it's more difficult. Let me just reset real quick where we are and who we're and what we're doing today. So our guest today is Michael Zwick. And I'm gonna ask about this, but one of 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 one Okay. is that looping there?
1: I I I'll get whether you know I got a little uh but, 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 but now I'm here okay. with you again
0: so I'm not going to share the screen then Michael Zwick is on linkedin is the best way to reach him linkedin.com slash ion slash Michael Zwick I'll put it in the chat box but he really works LinkedIn I think as his primary um uh marking tool is from my experience with him that's in the chat box and he's a proprietor of of in whoa whoa, whoa I just dropped about the name of the company I'm so sorry I just email I put in Michael and you pop up my email and I don't believe really you know the name of your company AssetsInternational.com. correct that is in among other things they do investigations for inheritances on behalf of attorneys and estates that's how I've used him as a client um this is probateweekly.com we do this every Thursday 4 p.m Pacific 7 p.m Eastern today the Eastern time because I'm in Florida uh so a little different situation for us so you can w- sign up and come to the zoom call and ask questions, and participate at probateweekly.com uh, or watch past episodes at episodes.probateweekly.com. Love to have you participate there as well. And if you want to find more of me, you go to my link tree, L-A-N-K-T-R dot e slash bill gross. I love the programs and all the places that I'm found. And so again, Michael's not an advertiser or it really, for me, Uh, has been a great resource and colleague in the industry. And just to kind of set the table a little bit, when I set out and formed this podcast three years ago plus, I had three goals. I wanted to learn myself and by bringing guests that I would learn from. Second, I wanted to get better at working with vendors that can help me with a business. And third, I wanted to network to generate business. And I found that I need to make those activities on a weekly basis. Hence I created probate weekly. And Michael really ticks off all three of those for me personally. In that I met him, I forget how, but I think it was must have been off of LinkedIn knowing you.
1: Yeah, I think it was LinkedIn.
0: We knew somebody, knew somebody. Yeah. And I learned so much about it. And then as a vendor, I've uh used his company's services or arranged with him, referred to him uh cases that we needed to find errors and it's, we're not going with them right now and and lead generation and third being a lead generation I work on and so for all of you today I really think this is a chance for you as well to learn to be better create more value for your attorneys and your families as well as to learn the business to be more effective so let's talk a little bit about um talk about how you find errors for investigation of why somebody might use you let's talk a little bit about who you work with and how you get involved is what percentage of your business is referred to you by attorneys
1: um I I'd have to uh look that up to tell you the truth so you know some of our work comes from our own uh um good old-fashioned um shoe leather of uh, hunting down money that's sitting in government treasuries and then we go find the owner so uh, it could be on state on property it could be money sitting in other government treasuries such as um counties cities whatever the form of uncashed checks it could be money left over from foreclosure proceedings and whatnot um but you know we're definitely an increasing number of of a percentage of our work coming from probate attorneys or um or the executors themselves or you know we're also doing now a growing number of these real estate transactions like we talked about before like the one that we're working on, Bill, where you, you know, identified a house that uh, I have no idea whether it's you or someone you represent wanted to buy it and knew that the owner had passed away and needed to find the heirs to, to make the deal. Um, so we're getting more and more of those inbound leads coming to us rather than us just working uh, the, the standing
0: point property stuff. And so you use LinkedIn as a way to meet relationships of people that could for business really it seems to me as your primary social media outlet
1: social media definitely uh I also post on Facebook uh Facebook and it would use more for personal stuff but I also do throw in some work stuff whereas LinkedIn uh is more work stuff with a little bit of um a little bit of just personal stuff and even the personal stuff sometimes I will kind of, you know, somehow tie in to, or yeah, or put a reminder as to what I do. So if someone is, is seeing that for the first time, like yesterday, I did a post, it was our, we just come back from two weeks in Israel was a really inspiring uh, trip. And I posted about being there. And the I got, you know, what one, one of the biggest uh, viewerships ever seen in, in terms of the number of views, the number of comments and likes and stuff like that. Uh, and I wrote nothing about my work. So today, the trip gave me fodder for a whole number of posts over the next probably two weeks to do. Uh, So my one today was prompted by something uh, that I saw when I was in Israel, but uh, I did make sure to tie it into what I do. So it's a reminder of, of... my occupation, so that hopefully someone is seeing it they'll remember like oh that's what he does and call me if that's if they need my services
0: so is your tactics on linkedin more staying in touch with people you know or do you also do new lead generation there
1: um i'm sorry i didn't didn't hear the question
0: is your activity on linkedin more for keeping in touch with people you already know or is it also or more focused on leads new lead generation
1: Well, I mean, you never know who's going to see it because one of the things about LinkedIn, as opposed to uh, Facebook, or and I use those two because I really don't use any other social media. Uh, I don't use Instagram or TikTok. Is that uh, you know, for example, Bill, if you're you are are commenting or liking the post by uh, I see Courtney is here, so I assume you maybe you and Courtney are connected on. LinkedIn. So if Courtney has a post, Bill, and you and you comment on that post, I might see that in my feed of Bill comments on Courtney's post. And that might prompt me to look at the post, read it, and connect with connect with Courtney. Um Facebook doesn't have that. If you comment on uh the post of something that I'm not Facebook friends with, I'm never gonna see that in my feed. So uh, you know, I get you know, for some some posts, I get plenty of comments and likes from people who are not who are second degree connections. <clears throat> I'm, sometimes they they do follow me, but sometimes it's just a matter of they I appear on their radar because a mutual connection has interacted on the post. So um, so part of it is the um, you know the people I already connected with. Part of it is um, every day I'd say I'm probably getting connection requests or sending out connection requests or both. And some are just coming from people who remain secondary second degree connections but they've seen me and are interested in what i have to do
0: you set a certain amount of time every day a certain calendar amount of time or just as inspires you or as free time how do you manage that
1: uh, so i try to post every day where i'm working and i'm not totally booked up um but sometimes i just don't have the the inspiration or the energy I for a while when I first got active on LinkedIn in the summer of 2020 I went probably a solid two years uh, of every weekday um, unless I was traveling or I was tied up all day I was posting five days a week um, I s- now don't do it as much simply because um, I am tied up more on calls for a variety of things that I just don't have time every so often I just like I just I just can't think of something something to post um like I said then there are times where I just have a a whole uh well of of information well of ideas like I said coming off this Israel trip uh um you know today's post was about a uh just kind of throw it out there uh we were at uh, Mahan Yehuda, the the, the big marketplace in Jerusalem, which is amazing to see. And and we did a really cool foodie tour. And our our guide took us to a place that all they sell are baked potatoes. And Mm -hmm. first of all, it was amazing. If you're ever in Jerusalem, you got to go there. But also, um, you know, you think like, wow, that's such a limited niche. So I tied into, well, I'm in a niche business. Uh, So I kind of like, tied tied my personal experience my uh th- that fun event to what i do so i made it relatable and then kind of hooked it in and uh you know I, I i like to think that's a gift i have on linkedin is taking the most obscure um things you would never connect to what i do and somehow bring them together to make it it's, I'm, I'm not just giving writing essays on finding missing errors or probate because frankly that gets kind of boring and it's kind of dry um, one of the things I found on LinkedIn is you got to let your personality and who you are shine through to get people to pay attention to you in the first place.
0: One of the things I've noticed, well, I mean, ask you, I know the answer is that you and from explanations, this is all your content, right? And I think a lot of real estate agents make a fatal error of buying content and reposting what somebody else has written for them. Because number one, who wants to read that? And number two, It doesn't create any color to the relationship, whereas you are really focused on, I think, being authentic, sharing who you are, what you do, what's important to you, what is it that inspired you to take that tactic, which I think is the right road, versus so many people we see, I think, in the other direction where they're reusing somebody else's commercial material.
1: Um, I think it's simply of having spent just a little time on LinkedIn and Knowing that uh, people you know, who are just having some somebody in the background create their material and basically uses as a brochure um, was not engaging me at all. I had uh, because, like for example, probate attorneys are a dime a dozen. Uh, there are you know I don't know thousands and thousands of probate attorneys are out there, um, but as with any business, you want to do business with the people people that you like and people that you trust and I can't get to know anybody if all they're doing is having some virtual assistant create some shiny um you know uh post you know in terms of a picture of some everybody looks perfect in front of a manic you know perfectly manicured lawn um there's a reason my my uh my my screen and my background is blurred is because the, is behind me is a mess <laughs> and that's just that's natural I think people can can relate to that I'm, I'm not going to show it but I think people can find, figure out that it's a little uh chaotic um and you know people are trusting me whether it's the executors they're trusting me to uh to to track down the heirs the heirs themselves they're that, tra- that are hiring me uh, we do some work for very large companies, um, you know, for feminine companies and major nonprofits to recover their unclaimed property. And they want to know that they're dealing with a real person that they can trust. Uh
0: okay.
1: so um, you know, that's who I am. I mean, I as you can see I wear a t-shirt. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to dress up to impress any to impress anybody in that regard. I think my work speaks for itself. And um that's just how it is. I mean, I, I see some, there are some probate attorneys who will post things and I can tell pretty quickly that they're, they probably have no idea what what's being posted on their profile. They don't respond to comments. They don't respond to, um, uh, you know, to messages. And I don't take it personally because there's no personal, personal thing there to begin with. It's, uh, but, I think they're wasting their money on 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 paying someone to do this work that all they're doing is just putting up you know, for lack of a better term fluff pieces.
0: yeah, you know, it's funny you say because I would see attorneys who would hire videographers and I know spend three to five thousand mm-hmm. dollars and post a couple of videos that look perfect. They're all dressed up, perfect lighting, maybe in their conference room, not how you'll ever see them and they got three views on each of the five videos yeah and i would say to them, let me just interview you and let's just talk and i can get them 50 or 100 views on my youtube channel and then ask me what should i wear and i would just say wear what you wear when you meet a client yeah now, if that's a suit and tie it's a suit and tie but if that's a t-shirt it's a t-shirt that's how they're going to meet you right. that's, that's all it is and i think now in your case you're smart to hide behind your wife and three kids because if I had uh as good looking uh, and big a family as that, uh I have one daughter, but she's married, so I'm hiding behind my grandkids now. So I'm trying to overcome generations rather than the numbers. But I, I think when you share that family, it, it sends a subtle message that this woman and these kids, trust me, take care of them. I can take care of you too
1: right well first of all they make me look good um, yes but uh, you know, like, this, yes. like I said it, it also it, it it there is the trust the implicit trust thing but it also goes back to it shows I'm a real person um yeah. you know people relate to people who have real lives um you know I'm not sure how much someone's going to trust someone who uh who you know looks always looks perfect you know I, not that I even have hair but if I did it probably wouldn't always be perfectly combed um or has like that 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 thousand dollar suit with the tie with the perfect knots you know people see that and yes there are certain occasions where someone wants that person uh you know maybe if you're going to you know go on trial and that's the attorney that you are representing you but um even then get strength I used to practice law and uh I used to do criminal defense and I worked mostly in Oakland County which is a suburb of Detroit and the most effective and probably feared prosecutor in Oakland County was a guy who didn't have the greatest fashion sense and he had these thick glasses but the guy was a killer prosecutor um not that he wasn't a nice guy outside you know but but if he was coming in to the courtroom you know defense attorneys knew they had to be on their a-game every single time um yeah. so th- the perfect appearance is not necessarily something that's going to win everybody over
0: yeah I think you're right not that there's anything wrong with your mind, mind mine but I think, being genuine I think is a key point um and just quick housekeeping you know we're live streaming this if you're on the YouTube a couple things one love to have you put your contact info in network let's do some business together tell us how to get a hold of you tell us where you are and uh, what you're looking for. And then if you're watching on the live stream, we're live streaming this on zoom, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, on uh, YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Uh, thanks to my call. Um, feel free to ask questions there. I'm monitoring the comment section there, and either will get them live. Uh, if I'm paying attention here or we'll catch them afterwards and route them as appropriate. So the purpose of this call from the beginning was to be participative. Uh, I know the more that you participate, the more you learn. And I want this to be about me. I want it to be at all of us together as a team. So would love to have you participate, ask questions. Uh, and so we'll go back a little bit to the, the part about the inheritance which I think is important. So let's talk about finding errors um, when you get contacted by executors. These are people who have to make a certain due diligence at a minimum to find the errors. Right. Theoretically, they could not want to find errors because it might lower their inheritance. But you have a responsibility at some level and the executives often need some sort of report to say, we tried to find people. Do you provide such a report? Do you provide any kind of documentation of what you've done and the, to the best of your ability, there aren't any other errors or maybe there are that you can identify or is there any kind of reporting back about the process?
1: so it really depends on on which state the probate is taking place in uh some states are much more uh strict about the um due diligence than other excuse me for a second uh for you know Michigan for example is very lax if a uh if, if the executor says hey we just don't know where the person is you know most judges just take them take them at their word um then there are other states like New York that are of course can be very rigid in requiring proof of all the work that's been done to find missing heirs. Um, I should add that in, for most cases, the not finding uh missing heirs doesn't always increase the amount that the executor or the other heirs are going to get. So, for example, if uh you know the maternal heirs are all known, so I mean they're getting half of the estate and the paternal heirs are getting the other half but the maternal heirs don't know who the, the paternal heirs are uh it's not like they're going to, oh, we can't find this so we now get 100 to the estate instead of 50 percent. the court will just set aside the 50 percent for the missing heirs on the paternal side to be claimed at whatever later date they come forward so um yes there are cases where they where there where there is that lying we had a case once a number of years ago in Michigan where um, there there are three three children of the deceased and two sisters and a brother, and the sisters claim they had no idea where their brother was. Um, his share got set aside, but Michigan has a unique rule where, after a certain amount of time, the non-missing heirs can claim the money of the missing heir. We wound up finding that that brother, and we got him his money, and and these the, the, his two sisters were arguing, well, he should not have. Uh, we see they basically didn't quite admit that they lied when they said they didn't know where he was but I mean, they clearly did uh, but th- they just kind of fell back on the argument of well he doesn't deserve it because he was a bad son and the court said well that's frankly not your call to make uh <laughs> but uh so in terms of whether we provide the report sometimes we will sometimes we can't, we're, we're not allowed to because we a lot of courts want to get that report from a disinterested party and if we are the ones working on this and we're getting paid by the heirs that we bring in we're not a disinterested party so we'll often bring in an outside um genealogist who will uh who will prepare reports and we we're not paying them but they get paid out of the court so this way we have a um we don't have a exact financial relationship with each other and they'll they'll present that report
0: Uh really good question from regular listener Chris for are there any particular markets that you see more probates you know probably activity to be growing uh, or declining do you see any areas in particular that are particularly attractive
1: um not not so much I mean I'm not seeing any particular trend as to where things are I think you know we're just seeing a, a rise in general because people are just moving more but I don't necessarily see any particular um area where geographic or otherwise where there's a rise.
0: Uh, yeah, it just seems like overall it's a uh, increasing uh, activity. Um Courtney Rollins, regular caller, great poster of content in our group, as well as recently Betrothed. If you follow on the Facebook, you receive all kinds of Great content. The party you missed was the party of the century. Courtney, you're muted. What's up, man?
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, I had a question here. So with uh if I'm a real estate investor or an agent and I bring a client or executor to you, um what is how do you generally stay in contact with the uh real estate agent or the investor, or is that more the investor's uh job to stay in contact with the executors as the ball gets rolled or pushed down the uh the road as you do your job. So so once once we take it on, we will you know we'll
1: regularly update uh whoever it is that brought us into the matter. Um and obviously sometimes they will reach out uh to say hey you know they might they might want updates more frequently than we give them uh we might say okay we'll update you every whatever few weeks and they say i want an update every week uh so we'll t- tailor to them we don't we don't get annoyed when, when someone says hey i haven't heard from you in a few weeks um and probably is because there's nothing really to report sometimes we do a lot of what's called running to stand still uh to quote the u2 song uh where we will um we'll get a lead on okay this is where the person is then we got to order documents that might take us to the next step uh for example um just a, a hypothetical if the owner who had owner of the house had a one we knew he had one brother but we don't know much about the brother's children to find that those kids were at least a nephew we might need to order that brother's death certificate uh it, ordering the death certificate someplace we can get it the next day sometimes we got to wait a month and in that month, there's really nothing we can do, um, or very little we can do. So to us, we're going okay. We ordered the certificate. Wait for someone who's not so familiar with what we're doing might call us after week, going, "Hey, what's going on?" Um, so sometimes there's just nothing we can do, and we're you know we're at the mercy of bureaucracy a lot of times. Um, so and then once once we find the people, then we're often the the point of contact between the heirs and whoever it is that has the money whether it's the executor or the buyer or whatever um to you know to bring them together to hopefully work out a deal where everyone can walk away happy
2: got you now there's some cases where you're like hey this is I'm just gonna let you guys know this is just not worth the time for instance I just had a case that was about to close but uh finds that there may be 30 to 40 heirs possibly and three of some of the best closing attorneys in north Ca- north carolina were like hey courtney really just i don't think it's worth it to you uh to even try to track these folks down have you ever come across that where you like it's just all, all
1: the time and we, we actually just i just had a conversation yesterday with somebody who uh a real estate investor that bill had introduced to me and they had you know three cases two of which are worth their while the other one not so much it's the the equity in the house is just not that much And I explained to him I said if by some chance we find there's only one heir to the estate yeah it's worth it it's worth it to us but if we have to start signing every year and there are 10 heirs no it's just not it's not worth it for us and he, and he understood that it's just uh um it's just a matter of how much work has to go into it versus the the upside so you know, it's, it's like anything else
0: Courtney, we talked about are talking is very common in the south in particular mm-hmm. i think where people had large families and they got land I, and i believe freed slaves were given like 40 acres or something mm-hmm. and then but then they had kids and those kids had kids and so there's raw land that might have 30 40 acres not even a house and then there are investors who buy up those interests and on one hand, it looks predatory, they're buying the interests, taking advantage of the family. On the other hand, they're family members who get nothing because it's not worth doing anything with 30 people. And that's a both a problem and opportunity for us to work on. Is how can we make that accumulation more efficient? We don't want to drive Michael crazy, but we also, if we can find a way to do it profitably and deliver value to our customers, and make some money in the process that's the goal of the whole process so i'm not saying i have an answer to that but i'm saying that is a problem and i had the same thing i like from time to time on houses but it's a problem on one hand and an opportunity on the other
2: i appreciate it yeah.
0: thanks man thanks so much okay. and you go back to, to your answers michael we talked about kind of, uh follow-up literally as a customer i have a case where i call i've emailed you guys and you send a certificate I'm sorry the gesture certificate. and I emailed you like a week later what's the status and the answer was well it takes four weeks
1: yeah um, I mean there, there are there are some offices like I said where we could order it and we'll have it the next day um or right. you know or even depending on circumstances have a runner go in and you know like someone actually go into the office yeah. Um uh, with COVID uh, a lot of offices don't have that, even have that option anymore, where you can walk in and do it. There's, there's some offices, you know, not just vital records offices, but courts that uh, restricted people coming in, even though COVID is no longer the issue, just never went back to it. Um, so really, it really just depends on the jurisdiction.
0: And, and on the flip side also, I've, I've literally got a comment from you today on a case we're working on. I haven't replied to you yet because I'm on vacation. I'll get back to you tomorrow Mm -hmm. or or, or, Tuesday. But so just for all those who are listening, I want to say I am not just interviewing Michael because he's a fun guy. Uh, I'm a customer and I believe in a service and I want to support him to be successful and I want to help you guys be more successful. And that's why we're interviewing him here here today. Um, Christopher points out the term used in the South for these properties that with multiple errors, particularly on land, it's called heirs' property. That's a phrase in many states. And it's it was a subject of a 60 minutes investigation actually, which I think took a very negative look at that practice of buying those interests. And I think that may be unfair, but it's certainly worth looking into And in a particularly prominent, I think, in the South um, as the older generations, you know, passing on. Okay, other questions. I don't see any on LinkedIn or Facebook or YouTube. Um, any other questions for Michael? Again, he works with these cases all the time. He's working with your customers, if you're a real estate agent. He's working with the beneficiaries of your cases. These are the people who might complain that you're not selling the house for enough. He's talking to them or his staff is talking to them. So here's a chance to really participate with somebody that I think that can help you. Um, Michael, one question we got asked by Christopher, is for somebody looking to do business with you what can they do besides um sending you referrals what's the challenge in your business that people can help you with I know personally my answer is promote you but what else can people do to help you with your business uh to uh, be available to you when you have uh real estate agents and different markets
2: to work with
1: yeah I mean, it, it, frankly you just nailed it as as the promotion um uh that that certainly helps um one of the challenges we have is um getting records from 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 local government offices uh some of them are not nearly as easy to deal with as others uh so having knowing people who are across the country who might be able to help just you know go into a court and get a get a copy of a record for us uh I, I um in this day and age you'd be surprised at how many still require us to um not only mail in a check to get it but sometimes we'll say you have to walk into our office to come get these things so I I wish I had a whole army of of, uh people out there that could let's be your army what
0: hey if you want to be Michael's army raise your hand say I'm in Michael's (laughs) army
1: I appreciate that uh I like you know example uh I once needed documents or just to find out if there was a probate estate for someone in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And they said, so usually we can send in a request for uh um for records or call. And they said, So and the only way you can do is you have to walk into or come to our office in South Spartanburg and fa- fortunately, I realized I have a friend that lives in Spartanburg. And she's like, Oh, I'll go there. Like, you know, I, I'm downtown every day, anyways. I'll just go into the court for you. Um uh but sometimes does it happen so it always helps and then every time when I when I ever saw so when I run into those situations I'll go onto LinkedIn because I have so many connections and I'll see okay who do I know that lives in that town or near that town that can do that for me and uh, I'm obviously willing to pay anyone for their time I'm not looking for for a free ride from anybody uh so uh the more people I know the better um because that just can help me out in that regard uh but it's also just you know getting getting the word out that if people are looking to buy properties and need, you know let her name out I, I when I was talking yesterday with the gentleman that I mentioned that Bill you introduced me to what I said is okay I'd like to know where where can I meet more people who might be running this situation whether it's in online forums or uh, actual in-person conferences you know to go and um I'm a pretty friendly I um I like networking I, to some extent that you like travel um after all it gets tiresome so I gotta take a break uh but always looking to find what where are those communities or or those people that could utilize our services well
0: it sounds like if you run a Facebook group or a network of real estate agents uh Michael like to talk to them and share what he does make himself available and I would say to you Michael I've got people all over so if you need somebody in Spartanburg South Carolina I know people I'd love to be a a coffee if you don't know a guy you know a guy who knows a guy so yes
1: what? my our, our my wife and I um our kids laugh at us because we always seem to know a guy somewhere um yes. and uh especially like you know like I, said, I was in Israel for for two weeks and my kids just laughed because how many times we'd we run I've run into somebody I knew um you know I ran into someone who I was good friends from summer camp uh you know wow. so 40 years ago and had I've only seen that thing twice since then. I happened to run into them while we were out having ice cream. Uh, you know, it just ran randomly ran into people, but that happened then. We came back uh on um Tuesday night. We went we went from the airport to a restaurant to get some dinner because we knew that food in the house and just saw someone there I knew. <laughs> so uh my kids know that I know people, but saw so sometimes I do run out of things. Um, um I do, if I may take the initiative, I see somebody asked in the chat. uh, What geography does I need assistance walking in? If anybody's in San Antonio or anywhere nearby, please reach out to me. That court in, in I'm, I don't want to butcher, I think, Bahar or Behar, however you pronounce that county, is the biggest uh, part of my French pain in the butt in terms of getting probate documents, and we do need a lot from there. So if you know anybody in San Antonio, send them my way, please.
0: Fantastic. Chad San Antonio, Texas. Well, Michael, look, I know you've just got back. It's late where you are here at the East Coast. I really appreciate you making time for us uh, again. You've been on the show before, and, and so many people learn from you and benefit from you. <clears throat> and I just think there's so much untapped opportunity for more that I really want to urge everybody who's listening today to you know consider when you find you need errors. Here's a professional that does this. And you know, when you have attorneys that need errors, research uh oh here's somebody who does this on a regular basis so Michael on behalf of everybody on the call and those who are going to watch this thank you so much again for your time and thank you for your service and thanks for the work you do for me as a professional I really appreciate it
1: thanks great to be here have a good night
0: Have a good night. and for the rest of you this is Probate weekly I'm after gross probate we do this every Thursday night at 4 p.m Pacific time 7 p.m Eastern tonight's Eastern time I'm here in Florida um we do it live on Facebook, LinkedIn, and um uh YouTube. And then you can watch the past episodes at episodes. YouTube, uh, sorry, episode episodes.probateweekly.com. So thank you so much, everybody. Have a great week. We will be live the next two weeks as well, even though it's between Christmas and New Year's and right after New Year's. Uh those are days that I'm working. I'll be available. Hope to see you then. If not, we'll record it. We'll catch you afterwards. Thank you so much, everybody. Nice thing, Javier.